0: Hello everyone, hello Mosh Pit listeners, Mosh Pit viewers watching along here, uh,
1: and Sin listeners, then the general Sin community. My name is Jason, I served as Mosh Pit's executive producer here uh, back in 2020, and I'm joined by one of my co-hosts from that period, Imran. We also do Mosh Pit's side podcast, Great Metal Standoff. Uh, But more importantly, we are gathered here today because we both are massive Foo Fighters fans, and we are recording currently in the wake of official statement released by the Foo Fighters that their drummer Taylor Hawkins has sadly died aged 50 and we're kind of just here to celebrate Taylor Hawkins, say thank you for all the music that he's provided throughout his life and career and kind of just gather our thoughts about the whole situation because I think with Imran being a massive fan as I am it hit it hit differently this one
0: it did and I think it did not help that me and you both saw Taylor Hawkins not th- three weeks before before this incident. Yeah. Was it th- uh, yeah.
1: March 4th, the Foo Fighters did a one-off stadium show in Geelong at a GM... Oh, hang on. GM HBA. GM HBA Stadium, or Cardinia Park, known more colloquially. Uh, to the Geelong residents. But uh, yeah, we got to see them live at a stadium. The first stadium show in Australia by an international artist. And the energy that Taylor Hawkins emitted at that show and run was... It was on a different level. Like, Foo Fighters are that band that emit joy. They emit happy energy. There's a sense of belonging in that environment. And... (sighs) It's, it's a tough thing to describe, it's a tough thing to comprehend that jovial euphoria that was yeah. experienced on that night, and to know that one of the most jovial parts of the Foo Fighters is in Taylor, and he's not here anymore.
0: Yeah, it's, I don't, I genuinely don't have any words, I can't think of anything because it's just, it's just that much of a shock. Um, I'm I'm glad I've been lucky enough to see him twice now, um, and both times, like you said, just the, the atmosphere, everyone around us is just having a good time, you can tell on stage, off stage, um, and just, yeah, his presence is, I don't know, I can't think of anyone quite like Taylor Hawkins who can give a presence like that on stage.
1: Yeah, and uh, he he likes digging deep and kind of showing off his inner Freddie Mercury in a way, especially when we were at yeah. that show in Geelong doing a, a cover of Somebody to Love and obviously and yeah. the famous moment where when Dave Grohl broke his leg in Sweden while he was being carried back onto stage, they were singing Under Pressure and you know yeah. it, Under Pressure kind of became a, a Foo Fighters staple uh, in the later years of their careers and it all added to a
0: phenomenal live show. really did. I don't know. I yeah, like I said, I just don't know what to say. I I think it just goes to show that the impact that he had uh, by being in a band with the one and only Dave Grohl and being the drummer of that band like he he's the drummer that the mighty Dave Grohl chose to be the drummer of his band. I think that goes to say something as well.
1: Joining the band just after Colour the Shape in 1997, he served as the drummer, the touring drummer for Alanis Morissette. Uh, he did. And not only outside the Foo Fighters, he had those side projects like um, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders, Chevy Metal, and... Uh, one thing that sprang to mind when I was thinking of all of his side projects and seeing tributes being laid out to him was, I was reminded of an interview, it was around about the concrete and gold period, Dave Grohl made this appearance on Lars Ulrich's It's Electric, and he, yeah. I cannot remember which Gallagher brother it was whether it was Noel or Liam, but he, re- he retold this story of one of the Gallagher's walking into their dressing room uh <laughs> And uh, completely no soul, the band, he just approached Taylor and he said, I love that song, Range Rover Bitch. <laughs> and it's one of those Taylor <laughs> Hawkins solo songs. And if you've seen the video, it's such an 80s quirky little song. And you can <laughs> kind of see him doing like bends on his guitar. It's like, Taylor Hawkins on guitar, wow, what a sight. Um, so yeah. if anyone... Ha- I'm not sure if you've heard of Range Rover Bitch, run, but that's definitely would be a recommendation to I'd, check out in. I
0: think I definitely got to go check that out now. Yeah, <laughs> because that's yeah. a
1: fun little quirky song and that just... Summed up the personality of the man.
0: Yeah. He, every time I saw that man in interviews or just pictures of him, he always had a smile on his face. I think that's one thing that always stood out to me about him as well. He always just seemed like such an upbeat guy.
1: He was either upbeat or very approachable and chill. Yeah. Where were you when you first discovered the Foo Fighters? How did you discover them?
0: Um, I think I knew about them for a while because getting into Nirvana and then hearing Dave Grohl has a side project called the Foo Fighters. Um, I was like, oh, cool. You know, d- during my Nirvana phase, I wasn't particularly interested, and I think they came out with Concrete and Gold, and, um, I was like, I may as well give this a listen, see what see what it sounds like, and I really liked that album. So after Concrete and Gold, I went backwards. Not backwards specifically, but I started going back to the older stuff. Checking them out. And the, it just grew from there. I was just like, holy crap, these guys are amazing.
1: My uh, journey yeah. with the Foo Fighters began, I think, after a Dave Grohl interview. I think it, it had to have been a TV interview. And it was around during the Sonic Highways period of their career. So they would have been promoting Sonic Highways at the time. But also he did this television interview just talking about... It's time in Nirvana, uh, building the Foo Fighters, and just the story of um, Dave Grohl writing the song to the miners who were trapped in the Beaconsfield Mine back in 2006, uh, which is obviously from Echo Science, Patience and Grace, Ballad of the Beaconsfield Miners. And you hit kind of being introduced to the lore of the nicest man in rock. And it was the music videos for Learn to Fly and Times Like These would have to have been my two first songs. And like, Discovery of the Foo Fighters, those two songs. And then from then on it became The Pretender, then it became My Hero and then it just snowballed from there and they became yeah. one of one of my favourite bands because it it always goes back to they're, they're a rock band, but they're the kind of rock band that make give you the sense of feeling you can overcome.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Things will it's be okay like a- in the end.
0: Yeah. It's like not... I don't want to say inspirational. That's not the right word. But there's something about him that just... Motivating. Yeah.
1: And you can read him in lyrics, you know, like, for example, my favourite food fighter song Times like these. You learn to live again. You learn... Yeah. You give and give again. You learn to love again. It's, yeah. And that song came from insurmountable, you know, stakes because that song came about from when the Foo Fighters were on the brink of breaking up through uh, a lot of challenges that came across... Uh, came across the... from Grohl and Hawkins, who, you know, they're tightly knit. They were two peas in a pod, but there was a period of time where, yet yeah, Taylor was in trouble. He was in a coma in London, and Grohl sat by his side for two weeks before he woke up, and they... Managed to come out of a very difficult ordeal so much stronger, and that's what really hurts a lot about this loss. He's a fan. Like the grief that we feel in run you and I as a fan. We got to k- spare a thought to Shiflet, Mandel, Smear, Jaffe, yeah. and the Hawkins family. Dave um. himself, and just all the families, all the f- peers. Everyone within that inner circle I sincerely hope that they are strong, they are well and they are united because yeah, it's um it is a yeah. devastating, devastating loss.
0: hundred yeah, percent. I I'm still in shock. I still there's like a little part of me that doesn't believe it, but Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, let's just talk quickly on the music. There's two songs where he was also on vocals for you. That it would be remiss to not talk about his time in the Foo Fighters and his time on stage without talking about Cold Day in the Sun and Sunday Rain. What What do those songs mean to you there,
0: Imra? I... Um, oof. I don't even know how to put it into words. Sunday Rain was definitely one of the standout tracks when I first listened to Concrete and Gold, like the very first time. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, this is a this is a good one. And to find out as well, Paul McCartney was on that track as well, as
1: ooh. Playing drums. Um
0: yeah. Um yeah, I I feel like there's something about those songs that he sang on that's um it it gives it a bit of a different feel to, like, a, a standard Foo Fighters song. He's got a... He has got some, he adds a little bit something to it that I don't know, may, always makes me want to go back. It, like, it makes me think about that song sometimes. It makes me think, hmm, I should listen to that song today. You yeah, know, it's... It's, yeah, like I said, it's the presence that he he held within the band.
1: And to speak yeah. on Cold Day in the Sun, what a neat little... That would have been a really nice surprise for any fan listening to In Your Honor for the first time in 2005. Double disc, rock and roll A-side, the acoustic B-side, and you get a little cameo from Taylor, who I think Cold Day in the Sun wouldn't be what it is without him singing on that track.
0: Definitely not.
1: And I can always... I'm always marvelled by drummers who are able to sing at the same time as they play.
0: Yeah. Which he does a lot of backup um, vocals live. That's um yeah, I like. I could imagine playing guitar and singing at the same time is tough. Imagine having to keep time on stage for a whole band and then doing that as well.
1: Yeah. And he's doing it on songs like yeah, "Cold Day and the Sun." But he, you could see him doing it, especially when we saw them live. The Pretender, um, yeah. "Skies and Neighborhood." That was just... That's just to name a couple.
0: Yep. It's um... (sighs) My mind's gone blank. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well. I really... I cannot stress enough. I really hope that the inner circle within the Foo Fighters family, the community and their peers, the band themselves and the families within them are united and strong and because for us fans we're right alongside them this this one stings and um, it really stings but we need to remember to be happy that At least we have such jovial and such happy memories connected with this band and what they've left with us. I mean, plain put plain and simple, they've been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and I am so happy that at least Taylor got that. He was here to see, to be part of a band that he is a key pillar in get recognised by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year, and he's touched the hearts and minds of millions, whether it be a fan, whether it be someone who probably started a band who's inspired by the Foo Fighters, and um, just the love and positivity that was left on others that you've seen just from the outpouring of support that we've seen in the last few days.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Every name in rock. Has had something to say about talent. It's all been how much of a kind, gentle person he was.
0: Yep.
1: And we'd be here for hours if, to name them all. So, you know.
0: Yeah. I think the the one first one that comes to mind is Jimmy Page, who he had the honour of playing with at uh, Wembley, two thousand and eight. They um they did a few songs with Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones, Led Zeppelin. Um, that's, if you haven't seen that, that's a, that's a moment in history right there. Um, yeah.
1: Got any other favorite Foo Fighters or Taylor Hawkins memories to close at Imra?
0: I mean, aside from seeing him live twice... I think that's that's about it. That's I feel like every moment is a is a Taylor Hawkins moment.
1: Uh, it was an absolute joy to see him prove that he is a be he was a beast of a drummer live on stage, and despite Dave Grohl being known as one of the greatest frontmen in modern rock. When he took the stage and started singing Somebody to Love He he, yeah. he did the Freddie Mercury Vocal warm up yeah. like, like at Live Aid It was like being at Live yeah. Aid he warmed, a, he warmed the crowd up yeah, And then the, crowd. the stage became his
0: Yep
1: And Now Now he's going to own the stage in heaven With some of the greats And we've got a lot of happy memories to reminisce upon and thank the Foo Fighters to thank Taylor Hawkins for gifting his talents to us